Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the JNU podcast. I'm Eddie Melfi. With me, as always, Jacob Hers. Say hello, Jacob. Hello, Jacob. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because for the first time ever, uh, we are like like in person recording this, but we're still using two devices. Just because we need to maintain social distancing per COVID rules. But uh, there's going to be a lot of background noises as, as from, from this uh, fire truck from the siren. Amber lamps. Amber lamps. That's what I was trying to say. Smosh. Probably a Yukon kid. God. Yeah, Eddie and I are in the wild, in the park, in. In a, an undisclosed park in Stanford, um, st- sitting across each other with masks, staring each other down. If any, in the eye. if any other park goers uh, look at us, they'll think we're pretty strange, staring at each other, talking on our phones. Exactly. They, this will be the definition of Gen Z for them: talking, FaceTiming, or talking on the phone while we're. Literally face to face. Yeah. Like I can see the the pure details on Jacob's face right now. Eddie's eyebrows are immaculate. Mm-hmm. Caterpillars. Exactly. Oh, I just realized your name on here is Mordecai and Rigby. Yeah, because we're in the park. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't choose one or the other because I knew your name would just be Eddie Melfi. So I'd be like, I was like, oh, I'll be both. Who'd be Mordecai? Who'd be Rigby? Um, I feel like only because I'm shorter, that would make me Rigby. So I feel like that's that's how that works. But otherwise, oh, that's a B. Um, I feel like I feel like the dynamic could switch like in an instant, like one second you could be more Mordecai and I could be more Rigby, and then in other times it would flip. Mm-hmm. I'd have to agree on that. I feel like just because I'm wearing mostly blue which I didn't really plan on doing. But because I'm wearing mostly blue, that just I makes like I'd be Mordecai. To, oh. Today you're Mordecai. Tomorrow you're a Rigby. Next day, I may be a Benson. Who knows? I may be a gumball <laughs> machine. <laughs> I just spent candy from my mouth. I, 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 one day I woke up as a high-five ghost, and I was like, oh, guys. <laughs> Next day I was muscle man. Star Wars. <laughs> Bro, bro, we're in a park right now. Where's Starla? Where's my grilled cheese? That's he didn't. Where's my food? Like he has. There's a whole episode where he eats grilled cheese, or a bunch of food for like before he goes on a diet with Starla. That's what I'm quoting ish. Oh, I know what episode you're talking about now. He's a funny man. That one. I just realized under this URI sweater. I'm wearing a shirt that says Brooklyn on it, and we just ran into the my friend that says she lives in Brooklyn now. And I'm like, oh, and it didn't even dawn on me that we're in Brooklyn. Coincidence? I think not. I think it's the Illuminati working for the podcast. You, they are under our control. You can't see it, but my mouth is gaping open under the mask. <laughs> I'm in shock. I didn't even know that. <laughs> my mouth is hanging wide open i am i'm in shock and you can only uh, we see have a per- we have a person looking right at us hello 
No, red sweater. You, the viewers, can't see, but us, <laughs> J and E, can. We got eyes in the back of our heads. Literally. Eddie sees my back. I see Eddie. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Random topic. Go. Oh, actually, no, because I had one in mind, because you said Mean Girls. Um, so you had to watch that for your sociology class, correct? Okay. Yes. And it was about the different social classes? What was it? Social groups? Uh, the assignment was basically uh, to look at Mean Girls from a sociological perspective and how uh, group dynamics work. So we had to compare in-groups and out-groups. Your in-group is like the group you are not most compatible with, but the one you look up to and like have like the most in common with. But your out-group is like you're very against them. And then you also have a reference group, which is like one you aspire to be. So uh, you're a journalism major, correct? Yeah. So your reference group would be like a newspaper, uh, someone who writes for a newspaper or like a broadcast journalist. Cause or InfoWars. If you want. Um, someone you just like look up to for like that next, you know, I want to be here. Alex Jones. Um. Yeah, and yeah, we also did, like, compare group size, uh, group ideology, even group leaders. Yes, that, that was my, the extent of my project, or essay. Nito, Nito Speedo. Do you know who created Mean Girls? Uh, I believe it was Ms. Tina Fey. There you go. Where's she been? I, I miss Tina. She's funny. I don't know. That's actually a good question. Her and Amy Poehler, I haven't seen a lot of. And what's funny is that I started watching more Tina Fey and Amy Poehler skits from SNL. And mainly it's been, like, Tina Fey doing uh, Sarah Palin. Yeah. So funny. I feel like that's... She, unfortunately... She's very good at Sarah Palin, but I feel like Mm. that's what she's most known as on SNL. Like, she was a weekend anchor, and she was, like, a good writer. I didn't even know she was a weekend update anchor. I know it was Seth Myers at one point, then it was Seth and Amy. I didn't it was know. Seth and Amy, and I think before that it was Jimmy and Tina. Because Tina was still there when Will Farrell was still there. Oh, yeah. I'm, if, if, if you like, like Tina, I think joined like 2001 or 2002 and stayed till like 2008. Maybe he left earlier. I'm not sure. Hmm. I mean, Lauren Michaels did produce Mean Girls, so he still had he, did? he still had ties with Tina when uh, they were making the movie. Hmm. You know, the original title for Mean Girls was uh, was Rude Women, and Lauren went, you know, it can be called Mean Girls. <laughs> I feel like that's how a lot. Ah, uh, yes. What? You know, um, Wayne's World. <laughs> It's originally called uh, Williams Wooniverse. <laughs> and so Lord Michaels is like, well, William, Wayne is short for William. Sure. And uh, Wooniverse, that doesn't make sense. I, I think world makes more sense. And that was that was the birth of another SNL skit. And then the Roxbury, another off uh, SNL movie, originally called The Evening. I, I, I don't have another word for Roxbury, so... That one relatively stayed. Oh, it's Pat. It was almost called um, it's Spencer or it's Jordan or another 
name that you can be either a guy or like a, like a cisgendered name because mm. that's like the whole point of the movie. Did you know, random fact now, just because we're talking about Lauren, and I, I'm trying to get good at a Lauren impression just for the hell of it, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> Lauren took Pete Davidson to Jamaica on New Year's. I did hear about that. Mm. I, I think... Didn't he talk about it on Jimmy Fallon? And him, yeah. John Mulaney and Jimmy Fallon are like, no way. Mm. And Pete, uh, John's like, I don't want this to be true, but I kind of do. <laughs> you know, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's the reason? Like, was it like eeny, meeny, miny, Pete Davidson? <laughs> eeny, meeny, miny, Pete Davidson. I don't know. I think it'd be funny if he's like, Leslie Jones, no. Keenan Thompson, no. <laughs> Cecily Strong, no. Kate McKinnon, no. Pete Davidson, I mean, I would want to go to Jamaica with Pete Davidson. You just named, like, all of the out, not outcasts, but, like, all the, like, quote-unquote minority people. <laughs> Kate McKinnon isn't, or... Well, she is, well, uh... I don't know. How am I forgetting that word? Lesbian. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, that's not minority, but yeah, I can I can name more if you want. Those are the first ones that came to name my mind. Name more. Just, okay, uh, Beck Bennett. Nope, not taking him to Jamaica. Racist, sexist pig. You. How, what? How is that racist <laughs> and sexist? I'm just I'm just naming the first ones that came to mind from like that season. It's because they're too good. That's why. They, Leslie Jones is very funny. I, I I miss her in SNL already. Um, let's see. I think Alex Moffat and Mikey Davis were had just joined. <laughs> Colin um, Jost, my guy. Marrying, Colin Jost and Michael Shea. Mm, Colin Jost marrying Scarlett Johansson, I which know. was a curveball. What a, what a guy. I wonder how that even happened. I, I think she probably met him on SNL. Yeah. Didn't that happen to uh, Emma Stone, too? She married an SNL writer recently. Did she? I heard. Or it's not Emma Stone, like maybe Emma Watson. Or I was, no, I got, probably Emma Stone. Probably Emma, Emma Stone. Watson's, like too strict. I don't know. Put quotes around strict just because I don't remember the correct word. That's not the right one, but. Um, who else was on that season? Did I miss anyone? I feel like I'm missing. Bobby Moynihan. No, I thought he left already. He left with Leslie Jones, same time. He did? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Bobby Moynihan's great. Like, I don't know. He just does, like, he has, like, facial expressions that are just so funny. And, like, I didn't. Bobby, if you're listening to this. A, please sponsor this podcast. And B, I, I want more Bobby Moynihan content, just in Wait, general. Um, and C, can you please ask Lauren Michaels what deodorant he uses? Because that was an Andy Samberg bit on, on the Conan show where him and uh, John Mulaney try and get the right deodorant. Because there's like a, a, a specific smell that Lauren smells like or his scent and it's from deodorant it's funny Hmm. it's funny when Andy explains it because I'm a no good comedian (laughs) I've actually joined uh, a stand up comedy club at DUD I thought it was improv or is it the same it's it's no so this one I don't really know if it's more SNL but it's like you can do stand up you can write sketches and you can write for the satirical magazine coming out. So I'm going to stick, throw my hat into all three and try a little bit of everything. 
Um, you triad. Exactly. I would need to try out more stand-up comedy because, like, I'm witty. I could say something, like, immediately after you say something and make it sound funny. But I can't, like... Just, I can't, like, have a set prepared. Like, I, I will have to eventually. Um, for the you know, locks boxes. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I do talk very fast. They did note that. They were like, yeah, that was a good joke. But you talked very fast. And I was like, I'm sorry. I had to rehearse. Um, I, I had it to rehearse. No, I had not rehearsed. I feel like Griffith would struggle with that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why it just popped in my head. Go on. Sorry. It's okay. Um, for the satirical magazine... I'm a huge stickler for, like, random top ten lists. That's where you'd find me. I once made a top ten list of the top ten things Shaggy says in the bedroom, um, which I will read later as we are, when we are not in a public park. <laughs> um, oh, Shaggy. Uh, no, that's Scooby-Doo. I know. Um, I also just, I also made a satirical bathroom news. So, interesting story from college. I was not elected, but I was like nominated. Yeah, in a way. Um, my RA was like, here's a bunch of positions you can have to help like make the floor better. And one of them was like the bathroom committee. One was like a committee where like you plan programs for the floor. One was like, I don't know, decoration committee where like holidays or birthdays, you do that. So I got put on the bathroom committee with this uh, cool kid named Tucker. Shout out Tucker if you're listening to this. Tucker. And so Tucker and I are like, well, what are we supposed to do with the, with the bathroom committee? And we ended up making a bathroom newspaper called the Stall Street Journal. And so every other week it would come out and we'd stick it in the stalls at midnight in the guys and girls rooms. Don't worry, they're both empty. And it would just be like uh, a story from the week or, like, the past two weeks, an interview with someone on the floor, and I would make up, like, a crossword, or like, a word search, or I uh, find one of those, like, or like, a Sudoku, or, like, find a puzzle you could do. And then we had, like, a weekend mood, and uh, some, I think something else, but I can't remember off the top of my head, because we haven't done it since March, unfortunately. Uh, I was just going to ask that, like, is someone still putting those out right now? Uh, no, we are not in the same dorm, and I've been at, my dorm, surprisingly, has asked me to, they're like, Jacob, uh, you should make more Stalski journals, and I'm like, well, I'm home, you guys are at Delaware, so either I'd have to email them, and you'd have to put them in your own bathrooms, or I would have to, you know, go down to Delaware every other week with a, with a new edition, and, uh, you know, I don't really want to do either of those right now, because, I don't know, I have a harder workload this year. So, the only time I could see it reviving would be our senior year, when we do like, like the stereotypical senior like bar crawl thing, and I would just be like, this week on our bar crawl, like something like that, and I write up a story like satirically ish. I had a question in mind, but I forgot it because this armchair just keeps going down as I rest my arm. Oh. So, nice. That sucks. F you armchair. Sorry. Um. Yeah. The what I said before. Um. I was gonna ask. Like, are you still doing that? Like right now? But you said you stopped in March. Sadly. Sadly. Oh. Uh. Was it 
for your building only or for like the floor? Um, so it started out as the floor mm. and we had considered making it for the building, mm. but the first floor went, no, no, we were on the second floor. So we could, we could have advertised it to the third floor or the first floor, but considering there was 36 people on our floor already, that means we would have to like cut down a lot of trees. That and well, let's see. It was eight pieces of paper every other week, you know, because we'd have the front and the back uh, in the stall, and then you'd also have like interviews, and you'd have to. Like we wanted to just make our floor thing. We didn't want to really include other floors, you know. And Lauren came in. He went, you know, I can mess produce this. And now there's a movie coming out in 2023 based on me and Tucker called The Stall Street. You, you know, like Wall Street with uh, Michael Michael Douglas? It's the sure. same premise. <laughs> the Stall Street Journal. The, the dream. Coming to a stall near you. You know, movie theaters are now uh, implementing, like, screens in their bathrooms so that if you ever have to use the bathroom, like, either... Oh, just I'll just say bathroom because I almost wanted to detail. But if you ever have to use the bathroom, that way you don't have to miss part of your movie. You just have to scan your ticket at the stall and it starts playing, whatever. So you're telling me. Actually, no, I don't know why I would want to do that, but I could just stay on the toilet the entire time, scan my ticket, and be like, ah, a life. Pull down the pants, the underwear, the show starting now. I should. So, so just imagine, like, someone robs the movie theater, takes that machine, and then puts it in their own bathroom. So when they get home, they can just, like, buy the ticket, leave, and then just do it in their own bathroom or a room in their house. That's true. I just made that up completely, by the way. <laughs> oh. How cool would that kind of be? How kind of cool would that be, actually? I, yeah, I, I was going to say, I think it'd be cool, but only to a certain extent. Yeah, because then there'd be, like, piss stains on the screen. <laughs> and, like, smear marks on the screen. Like, someone's having a really... It's not touch screen. It's like the, the screen's brown the next day. It's like, no! God, no! Who would do this? Well, that... And I don't know how... You'd have to be running less movies, I guess. Why less? Yeah, well, like, I don't know. We have two main movie theaters in Stanford, right? You have the Majestic, and then you have the Landmark. Majestic plays five, six movies at a time. Four, yeah, anywhere usually between, now. Mm. Anywhere between, like, three and six movies. Um, but Landmark wouldn't be able to do it because Landmark plays, like, 12. They have, like, 12 theaters. Oh, yeah. So, I think... A smaller theater might be able to pull that off. Or if they're only playing like one film, like the Avon Theater, the Avon Theater plays like one film mm. per night. So if they set up something like that. I feel like that'd be perfect for like state cinema. State theater on Hope Street. I miss that. Oh, I miss it too. Yeah. Someone someone proposed there. I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. I saw that actually. I was like, Allison, will you marry me? And I was like, ah. Oh. And then it's like, she said yes. And I'm like, let's go, Allison. And. Mm-hmm. X, well, you know, in case he wanted to know what the answer was, he just, yeah, assuming he, he had to put up the answer, like, the, mm-hmm. 
Before it shut down, actually, for my youth group, uh, we, we were able to talk to the managers and Why play video. What? Why are you shutting down? Tell us. We'll fundraise. We didn't actually. No, no. Come on. No, it was for the same organization. Um, we rented it out to play video games there. Gosh. So uh, in the smaller theater, we played Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. And in the bigger theater, you're, you're going to sigh at this. It, it was Fortnite. It was, it, was, it was also just when Fortnite became really big. It was, I think, like February or March of 2018. Mm. So. I feel like I would have seen this somewhere. I'm surprised I haven't. Like, as in you guys specifically playing games at State Theater. Well, we, it was only advertised to our group. Mm. So, like, I feel like if the theater was still open, you know, you could have events like that. I mean, uh, not during COVID, obviously, because they wouldn't want to, you know, spread it mm. via the remotes or however. Well, not however COVID spread it. It's a respiratory disease with wa- water. But, you know, they'd want to keep everything, like, clean, so they'd have to limit the amount of people. Yeah. True. And also, the annoying thing about Fortnite was it's one person. So it was one person at a time, mm-hmm. just, and everyone else was watching them. Dang, then all the pressure's on them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Smash Bros, however, it was Ultimate wasn't out yet. It was just Smash Bros for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's a little kid drama happening. So Fighting. <laughs> oh, oh, knock him out! They got scooters and everything. But yeah, for Smash Bros, it was eight people, so that was slightly better. But the only the only, the funny thing was. You could definitely differentiate who played Smash Bros and who played Fortnite oh, because sure. the Smash Bros kids would play, were there the entire night in the theater, mm. in that section of the theater. Mm. It was probably like 12 to 15 kids, and if you lost, you would just switch your mode out. Mm. For Fortnite, it was just a line of kids. A whole bunch of young Jewish people just lining up. Just lining up for... It was a popular event. It was a lot of fun. I would do. I would gladly do find it, a way to do it again. Yeah. Or I don't know. Uh, take whoever or whoever proposed to Allison. I could talk to him and be like, "Yo, you want to play video games?" Or like, I don't know. Yeah, games on your theater screen. Yeah, games in your movie theater. Yeah, games in your theater. Yeah. Oh, well, we actually kind of did something. Well, yeah, similar like that in uh, URI. Because there's one building. I want to say it's a CMB major building or a pharmaceutical major building. And it was always open, like, throughout the night. Like, no one ever locked it. So a bunch of us just got together, and we went into one of the lecture halls, and there's a big screen, and there's microphones in there. So... When we first discovered it, it was just me and my roommate, and we would sing Pitch Perfect songs in there, like, especially riff-offs, because you have to. Yeah, like, of course. When you have microphones, you have to sing the riff-offs. That's a rule. So then we saw an HDMI cable and an outlet nearby, and we're like, okay, I'll bring my PS4 in here. We'll play games, whatnot, whatever. And you could hook up the laptop and just watch movies on there, too. So we ended up playing Apex Legends, not Fortnite. And we watched, like, the first quarter of 
1917? Yeah. Oh, that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Did you finish it? No, because then the screen froze or whatever. But it was like 12 in the morning. Or okay, night. yeah. I, I highly recommend that film. I saw it over winter break. Mm. Oh, my God. It was so cool. It looks like it's taken all in one shot, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And, like, I saw it with Alejandro and Evan. Mm. Alejandro, our previous guest, and Evan, our, our mutual friend. Mm. And, like... I was thinking it's Alejandro, and I like nudge Alejandro every time I thought there was like a, like a like the break like where like where they had to cut it. Mm. Usually it was just whenever like something would pass in front mm. of the screen, or like they turn the camera and there's no one in figure. So, yeah, in that movie, I didn't know this until my uh, friend slash now roommate told me. Rowan, he showed me a video where it was a bunch of VFX people. Reacting yeah. to VFX effects. Corridor Digital? Hmm? Is it the Corridor Digital people? Probably. I've, yeah, I feel like I've seen that. It's like but, them do something similar, but go ahead. Yeah, so they reacted to the 1917, like, first cut. And it was them coming out of No Man's Land. Like, literally, like, climbing up, a, like, a dirt hill or whatever. And some hmm. of it is, like, CGI. So, like, hmm. it goes from... Uh, the actor is actually climbing, then CGI, then the actor is still climbing to, like, connect the two cuts together, or the two takes together. And it's so weird, because it doesn't even look like it was cut there. I'll have to look into uh, this video. I think they, they won an Oscar for, like, best editing, or, like, something along the lines of, like, cinematography, maybe. Probably. What mattered most to me was uh, Freddie... Malik getting best actor for Bohemian Rhapsody. So that was that. was that that year? I thought that I was the year so. before. Because nineteen seventeen, if I saw it this past December, then that would have been because it was it would have been this February where it was nominated. Yeah, it was that year then because I saw Bohemian Rhapsody in November. This past November? Yeah, like November of twenty nineteen. I think so. Yeah. 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 I thought Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor. Oh, you know what? You're right. Then, yeah, 2018 was Freddie yeah. Murphy. Dang, you're on top of it. I don't, because I'm like, I'm like, well, I saw Joker in college. I know that. Mm-hmm. I, I was somewhat in charge of organizing, like, all the guys in my dorm. They, like, were like, we're, we all, we all, like, reserved a row. We were like, we're all going to watch Joker. <laughs> you and the boys. You know what's funny? My aunt. Who's like not a movie goer, but if she does watch a movie, it'll have to be like a rom com or like a co- uh, like a comedy movie. And she went to see Joker, and she's like, "Oh my god, that Joaquin, he's such a cute." No, 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 it wasn't like that at all. Oh, it was kind of like <laughs> she talks to me. She goes, "Do you see Joker?" I go, "Yeah," and we're in the car, like regular, or whatever. And she goes, "Oh my god, I saw that on the plane," and I have to say, I liked it, as if it's like a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a good movie. Like, it delves into like the mental state, yeah, mental state, uh, like tree, like society, yeah. yeah. Like what one bad day can do to a man, but like over time, out. yeah. Mm. And she goes, oh my god, it was so sad, and it's scary how, like, there's people out there actually like this, and it made me think. And she goes on about it. I can't help but laugh. 
because like everyone knows this. <laughs> like everyone has this opinion. Well, I I can definitely picture your aunt like talking about it like that. Just like it was really good. I the, I I remember I like my my parents usually call me like every weekend at college, so I was like, oh yeah, I went to see Joker. And my parents were like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, were there cops in the theater? I'm like, oh, yeah, I think so. Because there's a whole thing where... Um, remember when The Dark Knight came out? Yeah. And then they had uh-huh. shooting in Colorado. In, yeah, Colorado. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, a couple of cops at a couple of theaters. Really? Yeah. At the theater we went to, there's a cop in the in the uh, lobby. There aren't theaters in Majestic? I, they weren't cops in Majestic? I have no idea. Um, but yeah. yeah, and then she was like freaked out, and she's like, "Can your brother and sister see it?" And I'm like, uh, "No, <laughs> probably not." <laughs> like, let's see, my sister would was a sophomore, my brother was a in seventh grade, so my brother probably most definitely not. Uh, my sister said she really wanted to see it, but I think she can see it. I think she'd be fine. She's almost seventeen. I don't know. Speaking of seventh grade watching movies you shouldn't watch, um. You know, I watched Pulp Fiction by myself in sixth grade. Really? Really. I feel like I knew that, but I just forgot over time because I was early. I, I, I was home alone, and I'm like, oh, Pulp Fiction. I watched that's Angels good. with Filthy Souls. That's a Home Alone reference. Because okay. you said Home Alone. That's why. Oh. All right, go on. I was just watching Pulp Fiction, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> And then, my, and then once again, my parents come home and they're like, "Oh, how was your day?" And I'm like, "I'm good. I just went to Pulp Fiction." And they're like, "What?" They were, they're like, "Oh my god!" Is that what this fifteen dollar charge was for? It wasn't. No, it was no, on Netflix yeah. at the time. But it's a uh, watching that in sixth grade. Wild. You, I'm, I'm like, people can do this in movies because, like, I don't know. That was like the first adult-ish movie I've probably seen. Mm. I still haven't seen Pulp Fiction. What? I saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. Yeah. Uh, great movie. So good. I don't know. My favorite Tarantino movie uh, has to be Glorious Bastards. Just because they kill Nazis. Well, not just because they kill Nazis. It's just because they kill Nazis. It's not just because they kill Nazis. I really, like, that was, the, I think that was one of the first movies where he, like, stuck himself in history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also Hans Landa yeah. as the villain. Oh my god. He's he's well, Christopher Walk. Oh, Christopher yeah. Christoph Waltz is the villain as Hans Landa. Wild. And I really like the scene where um it's Michael Fassbender and he says three beards and that gives him away. Oh yeah. It just he's in three. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slow film, but it's like a good slow like build up it's a build up yeah that first scene like that like really encaptures you mm-hmm. that's 20 minutes right there and it doesn't seem like that long but it does it's it's so weird to describe it's mm. uh, definitely my favorite my favorite line from that although it's kind of cliche and cheesy is when uh christoph waltz kidnaps uh, Brad pitt Brad Pitt, DJ Novak, Novak, uh huh, and they're tied to the chairs, and he goes, "I should call Hitler right now and ward off all the Nazis in that theater right now. That way they don't die." But uh, 
I want to be a part of history and whatever, and I want to get my rewards. So we're going to make a deal, and then they do whatever. And then Christoph Waltz goes, I believe that is a bingo. <laughs> And he's like, did I say that right? And Brad Pitt's like, sure. <laughs> so stupid, but so funny. Yeah. I think that took him like 20 years to write, too. He's a very perfectionist. I don't know. I I, I talked to you about this off, off, um, off, off podcast, podcast. But the idea of like two like unique directors just coming together like create one film intrigues me so much like just imagine like i'm gonna use tarantino again tarantino and wes anderson like making a movie together oh my god that'd be mind trippy i think i feel like tarantino or maybe wes anderson and fincher might be trippy because david fincher is like all like he's a perfectionist what did he direct zodiac social network gone girl seven and fight club Ah, are the two bigger ones Mm -hmm. Or if you have, like, I don't know, Martin Scorsese with, like, an Italian gangster film with, um... That reminds me, I need to watch Raging Bull still. Sorry. I still haven't seen that either. You and me both. I did watch One, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. I did like that. I need to see that, too. That's on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. Because of Nurse Ratched, Ratched uh, the Sarah Paulson series. I, even though I watched the, the movie, I don't think I'm going to watch that series. I... I think the the person who played Nurse Ratchet in the movie, whose name is escaping me right now, did a much better job. Like, like just did such a good job that I, I don't really want to see the character. You know, like, cool, it's an origin story, but is it a necessary origin story? You know. I had no clue it was a movie. I assume it was, like, a new series that was out. Ratchet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that looks like, um, what's his name from Mythbusters? <laughs> oh, uh, Adam? Oh, no, 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 who's the bearded guy? Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> it's the bowler cap, folks, it's not, he can't, he, he is wearing a mask. If you or the Lorax want to bust like we do, give us a call. We're ready, We're ready to defeat you. Alright. Oh, no, wait. No, no, that's Ghostbusters lyric. I know, but if you or the Lorax, Lorax being Jamie. Oh, Lorax being Jamie, right. Jamie Heineman. I know my... You know, Epic Rebels of History is 10 years old. Ten, Disgusting. That we're that old. It started when we were 9, which is weird to think. Mm. And, I don't know, I remember the better videos were when we were like... Well, at least the better videos, in my opinion, were like when we were like 13, 14. It's so weird. Oh, wait, sorry. Going back to the director thing, I feel like if Stanley Kubrick... is he? He's dead, right? I think he's dead. Yeah, so if Kubrick and Tarantino were to make a movie together, I feel like they'd argue the entire time, and Tarantino just bust out that iconic line, but not say Jan. He'd be like, Because it's fun, Jan. Get it. <laughs> this interviewer, Jan, was like, why do you need violence in your movies? It's so gory and, like, so harsh. And he, like, interrupts her towards the end. Because it's fun, Jan. Get it. Well, let's see. Kubrick did The Shining. He did Doctor Strange Love. He did 2001 A Space Odyssey. He also did Eyes Wide Shut, which I, I don't know. Really? Yes. The he beginning some, of Scientology. 
LOL. <laughs> Hate me. I don't care. Um, so, I'm not really sure what the... Oh, Cameron Crowe could be cool to work with. That's almost famous. Jerry Maguire. He has... He's, he's had some, like, well-casted films mm. recently, but not as critically acclaimed. Like, I think Emma Stone was played, like, an Hawaiian woman and, like, got criticized for it. So... Wasn't John Cena her counterpart? Was it Bradley Cooper? I can't remember. Bradley Cooper, I believe. Okay. I John Krasinski John was also there for some reason. John Cena, I... Suicide Squad, and Furious and Fury 9. John Cena is just popping up. Is John Cena... Uh, oh, okay. I have two... I, I, I have two... <laughs> I have two theories for you. Well, I have one theory for you, but a comment on John Cena. The comment on John Cena is, is he copying what The Rock did? Is he? Is that what you're asking? I'm I'm asking. Because I think he is a little bit. Like, The Rock stopped wrestling, and then has kind of, like, built up in movies uh, throughout the Um, 2000s and 2010s. I don't... I honestly don't think he meant to go that way. I think it's just the opportunities he was given... Mm-hmm. Just like fell on him that way, coincidentally. But that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. All right, and and this theory, this might blow your mind, Eddie. But I, I, ha- I have an Cena epiphany. And the Rock are lovers. I no, that. no, not that. Oh. that. Never mind. So disregard that. Timothy Chalamet okay. is just. Son of a... No, I'm kidding. Timothy Chalamet is just a fancier Michael Sarah. I haven't seen him in like interviews or off camera to be honest. I don't know. No, I'm just talking. I'm just talking about movies in general. Oh, like Michael Sarah had like all these movies in a row from like 2007 to like 2012, mm-hmm. and now Timothy Chalamet has had all these movies from 2017 to the current. So, and they're both curly hair. Girls crush on them. They have, they draw a lot of parallels, Eddie. I've never seen him in the same room, Eddie. Did Timothy Chalamet work with Chris Evans in Lobby Hero on Broadway? I don't think so. Well, obviously, he can't get up to that stature. Exactly. But he did work with Robert Pattinson in The King, who's now Batman, so. Ill with Timothy Chalamet becomes Robin. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think this Batman would have a Robin. No, definitely not. Because it's like two year two for Batman, so yeah. Did you see the game theory or the film theory that was like this movie's gonna be more focused on the villains than Batman itself? More focused on the what? On the villains. Um. Because they're supposed I to be like. Think so. I I think it was just villains. more about how uh, Zodiac and Seven are taking inspiration. Oh or, yeah, that was our inspirations. That was it. Yeah. Yep. What what a lovely scenery this is. Taking in the fresh air while on technology still says something about society. What does it say? I don't know. That's up to you viewers at home. Listeners at home, I mean. Viewers like... What's the thing from PBS is like... Something, something. Viewers like you. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
That might I just think be so. Because it sounds very familiar. I don't know. My grandma in Binghamton. Me, my hers, oh, B. My mom. Mom. Mom, 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 when I was younger, like Arthur would come on and be like, something, something, something. Viewers like you. I was like, oh, me? Viewers like me? Viewers named Jacob Saul Hers. Oh, and the middle name's up too? Oh, sorry. We're that's okay. that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave that out in the edit. Take it out. I'm kidding. You know my middle name. Do what you must with it. But I swear, my social security gets taken. Sorry. I thought that was Trump building right there. That's Trump building over there. That big ass tower. So. Yeah, we have one of those in Stanford. I don't know how it got here, but, you know. Came here a long time ago before uh, 2016. Yeah, I I knew that. Like, way before. Like, out of the womb before. Oh, jeez. No, I have no clue. I have no clue. <laughs> we should have asked Mr. Moriarty. He knows everything about Stanford. That's our history teacher. Uh, James S. Dean Moriarty. What, what was that thing that was like... Um, China. No, not that. Uh, <laughs> not that either. The, the, the thing he actually taught us where it was like... Um, in the 50s? If it weren't for astronauts, we wouldn't, oh, wouldn't have we wouldn't these have, things in your pockets. Uh, Yes, that, but not what I'm talking about right now. Oh, okay. I have a lot stored in the... In the I think in, like, the 20s, he was talking about how uh, the United States wanted to, like, revamp two cities, one in the east of the Mississippi and one in the west of the Mississippi. And he's like, oh. St. Louis was west of the Mississippi. You know was east of the Mississippi? Or, like, what? He's like, Stanford. We're like, what? He's like, yeah, you know the buildings downtown? Those are all redone in, like, 1920. And not was it actually? I feel like that's. I feel like I remember that. I. It was. It was either. It was something with the east and west of the Mississippi, and yeah, we yeah, got yeah, the yeah. east. It was either here or New York because it's neighboring. It was cities, close by like, for sure. He was definitely like. It was right. <laughs> he called on. He called on people. Jacob, your middle name Saul. Uh, yes, sir. Just <laughs> you do some. And then Katie just kept on you for that. Your middle name's Saul. <laughs> yes. And, we... and then he'd say, remember the Alamo. Okay. <laughs> no. I just remember one time Katie, our friend Katie wrote in her notes, instead of remember the Alamo, she wrote remember the Alamo, like like the like the Muppet, the, the Sesame Street puppet. And I was like... <laughs> Katie, it's Alamo, and she's like, "Oh, that makes more sense." <laughs> Even if she wrote, "Remember that Alamo in her notes," that's just so funny. That's just a fa- that's a famous saying. If someone were to ask you, "Alamo, what was a famous saying?" Go, and it's like, "Remember the Alamo." She had to write it down. <laughs> uh, I think because he teaches it like a college class, which is very helpful. Where he would like he have. Like, the bullet points on the board, but then he would like go in depth, about go in depth about each thing, and he wouldn't write it on the board. He'd be like, "I want you to take down what I'm right with, like orally." 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so he must have said, remember the Alamo, and Katie must have been like, remember the Alamo. Just remember the Alamo. Imagine looking in a history book and being like, remember the, the Alamo. Alamo that has a Nazi patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's like a whole other timeline where Alamo uh, is like ruler of like the, the Midwest. And he's like, <laughs> he has a fascist regime with the proletariats. What was this? Was in Moriarty's class too? What was the country where Hitler went through it without firing a single bullet, without causing violence, and he took it over? Not Poland. Um, France. Not France. Not France. No. It, was it a known country? Yeah. Yeah. Ukraine. It started with a P, didn't it? Portugal. No, that's after. Because all the Nazis fled to to like, Argentina. Poland. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, well, there is one country we forget. We're so he sorry. Was history very well. emphasized on. I remember, yeah. remember that. I remember that. this without a single bullet. Little kid over there, remember this? Hitler, Hitler took over the whole country in parades. Everyone cheered for him. And remember this. Now, just replace him with Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> and remember this. You have a device in your pocket. <laughs> wouldn't be possible for up there. <laughs> he pointed the astronaut poster in the room. He'd say, you see that? The information that was on that ship is now in your pocket. Which is, which, and beyond which more. Is, is an insane feat to accomplish in less than a, a century. But the emphasis on it, mind-blowing. Do you remember when we did our project? On 1968? Yeah, Dixies of the 60s. We named ourselves that, yeah. our group, our little friend group. Didn't we hide a picture of Spongebob and Patrick in every slide? Or maybe just the first Did slide. you? No, it was one picture of Doug Dimmick. It was, yeah. Yeah. He was hidden. The fairly odd parents oh, character. Oh, and then, and then we got like a A- minus because he's like, you forgot the 1968 yeah, Democratic up. election. <laughs> we're like, mm-hmm. we're like, we couldn't even find that anywhere. He's like, you did really good, but you forgot about one very important thing. Kids, what was it? We didn't even learn about it. It's like you forgot about. It was either the Democratic or Republic. I, th- I think it was Republic. Well, but because something happened, I think like a fight well, or like protest. It was broke Nixon out. who won that election, and Lyndon Johnson had taken over after um, Kennedy. I could have sworn it was Democratic, but it might be Republic. It was a convention of some sort where someone got attacked. History babes, if you're listening, Jacob knows his stuff. Yeah. His number is no, no, no. Five, <laughs> 7555. My number is 203-867-5309. Is that my phone number? You can call me Jenny. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, I've got your number. Don't change your number. 8675309. I literally don't know why I couldn't recognize that. <laughs> yeah. Moriarty may have turned me into the history buff I am. I just remember these random facts now. Thank you. I remember the very last day of school. You and I went over there. And you're like, Moriarty, it's been great knowing you, but is it possible if you could change my grade from, like, the 93 to 94? Hell, <laughs> <laughs> you suck up. And he goes, why? And you're like, it's because it looks better. <laughs> I thought it was... 
Yeah. It was something. It was like something not dramatic. Oh. He bumped it up by like half a point or one point. No, it must have been like a ninety-three point like eight or something. And I was like, can you just make it a ninety-four? I do remember. It was so fine. I also remember. Um, it was one of the first tests we took because it was on. Like Hamilton and and um, the mm. branches of government. Man is nonstop. Yeah, yeah. And like I got, a, I think I, got, I aced the test. I got a hundred. And he's like, Jacob. Oh yeah. He slams on my desk. He goes, that was great. And I'm like, oh thank you. Yeah. Then another teacher walked in, and Moriarty goes, that kid right there. Got yeah. I want on one of my tests. And you're like, thanks, thank you. I always do that when, when I'm like, it's, I don't know if it's that I don't like attention. Honored. Yeah, when I'm being honored for something, it's like you don't want that. Junior, but like junior prom king, junior prom king, right? I'm, I'm, I'm in the dessert line, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm getting dessert. Someone comes up to like, Jacob, you won prom king. I'm like, what? So like, they formed a, like a semicircle around the dance floor. So I kind of come in and I'm like, oh, oh, thank you. Oh, everybody, I'm honored. Oh, like, I don't really know what to say. And then luckily, my prom date, Shana, uh, got prom queen. I was like, yes. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was a couple. Like, it's no, it's individual. It is individuals. Okay. Which would have been really awkward. Yeah. But you like, luckily, it was a couple of both years. And then I was like, Shana, did you know this was going to happen? And she's like, no. And I was like, um, politics, baby. Oh, I, I remember some that that day was the A push final because everyone was freaking out about it and we we were like chilling. Oh yeah. And um, I think Viba, another mutual friend of ours, she was like, Jacob, you're gonna win prom king, and I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, you're on the ballot, and I'm like, oh, cool. I really didn't know what to say. It's so fun. But uh... fast times at Stanford High. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that teacher walked in, and Moriarty was like blessing you, praising you in front of that teacher. And he even said like, any the kid that scores the highest on each test, I'll buy them lunch. Oh, and he, he never bought me lunch. I, that's I do yeah. remember that. He never bought any of us lunch because I got like a ninety. You got like a ninety-eight. Yeah, and it was I got the highest, and he goes, "Good work, Melty. Oh, oh, oh. or good look, good work, Eugene. <laughs> He's like, "You got the highest." I'm like. Where's my lunch? He gave Katie like a dollar. Like, yeah, um, okay. That, I was gonna say that was because Katie like wouldn't stop asking. Yeah, she was like, and she did get like a couple of the highest grades. I know that for sure. But that was like two or three, and Moriarty's like, "Yeah, you're twenty bucks." <laughs> get out of here! I don't know. I think I got the hundred, and then otherwise my grades would be anywhere between like ninety fives. I think the lowest I got was like a seventy three, and I was like, "This can't happen again." So, in honors class, <laughs> honor, honor, oh my gosh, Moriarty, what a what a kid he is. I wonder what. Do you know if he's teaching in per? So, how Stanford Public Schools is working is they're having green days and blue days. So, if your name begins with is. A like through a M, or, M. Yeah. or it's like A through L E, I think, because there's more. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Then you're on a Green Day, and then L O or L I to um, Z is Blue Days. So, 
Um, like the teachers are there both days, but then there's also teachers who are online the entire time. Because like for like the distance learning academy, so I'm I wonder which one he's on. Because he's Imagine older. Already online. I don't know if I'd be able to handle that, honestly. Checking the class register. Melfi. Mr. Hertz. It's actually hers. Hertz. <laughs> Remember that one time we were hanging out after school and I like jumped on a locker and he came down. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't. Okay, I did intentionally jump on a locker, but I was like making a joke it about for like. Four. Oh, I thought it was uh. Oh, like the for, like the the Stephen King movie it. Like, you're copying Pennywise, and, like, you slam yourself in the locker. Oh. And Moriarty walks by. And you're like, hello. Hey, I was like, hey, how you doing? Well, we can wrap it up. Yeah, a that's bit. a good it's place. Fine. It doesn't have to be strict. At 5, it's 4.58. I couldn't tell time for a minute, but yeah, 4.58. I have to go uh, for dinner in a couple minutes, but dinner can wait. What's for dinner? Jacob you son of no, I'm kidding. What's for dinner? Dinner can't be. Friends are first. What's what's then my heart? What is for dinner? Oh, uh, Shake Shack. Ooh. Possibly Chick Fil A after. Ooh, it's a. I. Last night. Freaking flies. Mine might be their leftovers. I don't know. We had lasagna last night. Uh. Lasagna. We didn't have it until like seven thirty, so we like all the heart last. It was so good. You barbarians. It was worth it. Everybody. Huh? So, what, go ahead. Oh. Well, what did you say? I just said every bite. Oh, okay. I don't know why it just popped up my head, but I feel like going to Universal Studios, like for Halloween Horror Nights, even though I freaking hate Halloween with a passion, I don't know why. I just always have. Like, but, like the hollow, like the holiday Halloween. Like, yeah. Well, I, like everything about it. Like, I don't even eat candy, and that's what it's all about. What? <laughs> I, I know you love horror movies, though. That's like your night yeah, design. It's very flipped, but I feel like that'd be fun to go to and either kind of record, like going through like a haunted house or like just going through the streets, having scare actors like do their thing, and like kind of. I guess record it for the podcast or like actually video it and it's like Janie podcast in color technicolor here. Well, we, we would essentially again, be re- like, so for those of you who don't know, Eddie and I were on the school newspaper and our first story was the haunted house at our high school. So it would essentially be that all over again. Yeah. But the one thing I hated about that was that Jace. Was like, what? Was it Jace? No. Because oh, I knew he was on top of you. I was clinging on to him the entire time and, like, literally throwing him around like a shield. Yeah. And he's bigger than Yeah, me. I know. <laughs> like, much bigger. And I was able to, like, toss him. Well, so, you know, so, I get very passive-aggressive when I'm in haunted houses. Mm-hmm. Something will and jump like, out. Hey. No, no, something will jump out and I'll be like, oh, hey. I, like, I will, like, <laughs> shut them down. Like Al Pacino. The one thing I hated about that like high school uh haunted house was they literally went no one's gonna touch you oh you were like some girl wrapped her arm around my shoulders 
and licked me. It was either licked or she, like, put her hand on her tongue, like, wiped her hand on her tongue and wiped my face with it. That would gross me out. And that was in the very, very beginning where they can still see you. The people are like, no one's going to touch you. Like, if they do, it's for fun, but it's going to be like a poke. (laughs) That was a grass, cold, lick, release. The germaphobe... Uh, my six, my middle school germaphobe self would have come out and I'd have run out of that haunted house to get, like go to the bathroom and wash up or something. I was so mad. It was to the point where who was who was the girl that wore the jigsaw mask? The saw mask. It's the white mask with black oh, hair. Oh, um, Brooke with the good looks, Pensiero. Yes, okay. That's not her name. It's just Brooke Pensiero. Yes. But Brooke with the good luck. Period. So. I'm pretty sure, if I remember this correctly, because it was a long time ago at this point, um, we, so I just got licked. We're now in the small gym, which is where the actual haunted house is, like where it kind of starts, and you go down two paths. I think we went through the left because it was like a bit longer. So we went down that one, and there's dropping picture frames with people jumping out at you. It was very advanced than what I originally thought. I'm like, wow, I was not prepared for this. So Brooke is in that jigsaw mask wearing the costume on a tricycle and scared the hell out of me. I think I kicked her to the ground. <laughs> and she was trying to get back up. I didn't even help her. I'm like, get out of here! <laughs> Have you seen New Girl? Who? New Girl? Oh, no. So I've been uh, in the middle of watching New Girl and Breaking Bad. Very strange combination, I know, but I feel like I need to binge two things at once so I don't like overpower myself with one or the other. And uh, there was an episode of New Girl where Jess is in the haunted house and like Nick needs to tell her something. And Nick's going through. Nick's terrified of haunted houses. And he's like, he and he and like someone screams. He's like, there's not, there's no need for that. And then like the clown like starts chasing him, and then he sees, like Jess sees him. She jump scares him. And he goes, ah! and he punches her in the face. He's like, oh my god, Jess, no! And the other performers start beating him up, and he's like, this is my worst nightmare. So that's what that reminds me of. But you can always go to the haunted house a bit closer. And um, isn't there a Lake Compounds one? Oh, is there? I think so. I have no clue. Um, if there is, I, I thought it was just like a scary ride. I, I I thought there was a whole section open for like Halloween, but I don't know if like they might not do it because of COVID. I know like it might be a thing like not scary farm where I don't think they do haunted houses. It's just like costumes like on the walkways if you will and like kind of some on the rides like they have actors on the rides themselves so like you just uh, like could turn and you just like see like a boogeyman and you're like oh <laughs> a boogeyman it's a guy dressed as a booger <laughs> mucus and phlegm <laughs> I'm true <Swine> flu. <laughs> I can be green one day I'm yellow the next <laughs> clear one day lower your expectations <laughs> next morning Brown. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of Frankly. <laughs> in in <laughs> Hey, Greg. And he's like on his. Oh my god. I remember that. <laughs> oh god. So disgusting. All right. I think 
that just about wraps it up. As the We're sun at- is setting upon us. It is. The sun is setting. It's in my eyes. I'm blinded by the light, wrapped up like a deuce another run in the night. Which version? There's a version? Versions? Yes. Oh, the original. Sung by... I don't know who it's by. Uh, the original is by Bruce Springsteen, but Manford Man covered it. The more you know. Huh. I don't think it's Bruce Springsteen, then. It's probably the cover. You're probably Not thinking of the cover, yeah. Yeah. It flies all over the place. Yes. Before these flies attack us. Mm-hmm. Flies, bugs, the sun, UV radiation. It's all over the there place. There have been some squirrels that have made close calls. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you caught it before, but a squirrel yes. was running, hopped off the tree, stood his ground, and just stared me in the eye, and then I said, this squirrel's intimidating me. And here's a bee that just flew by. Oh, nature does not like us, ladies and gentlemen. But here we are, in nature, risking uh, our lives, putting our necks out for your entertainment. As Russell Crowe said in Gladiator, are you not entertained? And then he died. I haven't seen Gladiator. Oh. Whole movie ruined. Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, how do I usually end this again? Uh, in case I don't see you, good night, good evening, good morning. No, that's Truman Show. Um, good, good night and good luck. But usually it's late at night, and it's only the late afternoon right now. Yeah, so whenever you Well, for now, uh... Keep it real. Good. <laughs> well, I like that. Keep it real. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, everyone.